a take six. This is the greatest song you never heard podcast, and we would like to welcome you to or welcome you back to this mm. podcast. Mm. For those of you who have hung with us through the multiple episodes, thank you for that. And if you're a new listener, we are just happy you are listening, and we hope that we provide you with one of the greatest songs you never heard today. And the whole idea behind this is from my counterpart, Chris Cochran, who sits across from me right now. Chris, how's it going? Explain a little bit what this is all about. Well, we started out uh, mining cryptocurrency in 19... No, just kidding. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I threw we, a curveball. I've not been told that. In the early, early days of podcasting, there were very few uh, music shows, but that's what everybody wanted because we couldn't actually record... Uh, the music without getting cease and desist orders from ASCAP and BMI and those kind of places. Uh, and during that time, I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could do a show where uh, you could, I could play the songs that are like those songs that are super special to me. And I think they're one of the greatest songs of all time, but no one else has ever heard them. Because they're not on the radio. Because they're not on the radio or because they were on the radio or because whatever reason. There's a, a billion different reasons that they weren't ever the greatest song that everybody's ever heard. Uh, and so a couple of years ago, Phil and I were chatting it up and I said, hey, Phil. What if we did this? This was my idea. And he's like, let's do it. And uh, we're now entering our second calendar year of uh, the greatest song you never heard podcast. Yeah. The Shelly would, gl- Shelly glared at me. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, honey. <laughs> I already committed. No, no, we're in, we're in. And today, Phil, I am super excited to share a song with you. Uh, I, there's a couple songs that have been fundamental in like my musical journey. And today's song is one of those songs. Uh, I guarantee, I can promise you, you've never heard this song. Really? Yes. So it must be, did you write this? Nope. Did you record it? Nope. Oh, well, that. No, it's, I'm not even using trickery. I just know that that's how odd and obscure my tastes in music are. Really? Yeah. Well, let me open up my email okay. because I believe that you sent me the lyrics. I did. And so for those that don't know, uh, the only thing Phil understands right now is that I, what I've just, you're experiencing with him the exact same thing. All he gets is the lyric sheet to the song we're going to listen to next. Yeah. You guys don't get that. So I get to follow through the lyrics, but I don't know the title, the artist, or anything. Do you want to set it up at all? Um, <clears throat> We've stopped doing a lot of that sometimes, haven't we? Yeah, we have. You know, l- yeah, let me set this up. This is one of, are there songs in your life, Phil, that you listen to that from the very first time you heard the first notes, it just got into your heart and soul? Yeah. And then you just put it on repeat and listen to it over and over and over. That was this song uh, for me, and it came out of a time, uh, I was still working in radio at the time uh, and it was a song I got to play on the radio Mm. Uh, that may narrow it down for you a little bit but it was a song I got to play on the radio a bunch Uh, and it was one of those songs where especially if I was doing morning drive it was my favorite time because there was nobody in the studio Mm. nobody in the office and I could crank the music up and I would like come out of a break and be like and now blah 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 and play this song and and we call it posting up in the business when when you hear radio announcers talking over the introduction to a song you already know it's going to be 22 seconds and it's counting down. And right, and, and we actually, inside baseball, as a DJ, you always get the notes on how long the introduction is yep. for the song. Yep. And the 
good DJs are the ones who can talk, especially 60s, 70s, 80s DJs. You can talk over that intro and right the second you're done, bam, the song starts, somebody starts singing. singing. Yeah. And I never did figure out in my days in radio if that was because they were trying to keep people from pirating songs via the radio oh, that's... or if it was just a talent thing where they felt like it felt good and it was it was groovy. Both can be right. Yeah, they both can. Yeah. So today's song is one of those songs that for me, I would just crank up in the studio, listen to as loud as possible. And it's, it's one of those songs uh, that is far too short. Mm. You, it gets done and you're like, wait, it's done? Interesting. Yep. Um, so you don't forget. Yes. I don't forget. Please remind me before we sign off from this episode, I have an apology to make to you. Okay. Well, that's a sad thing to go into a bright song like this with. No, it, the bright song will help keep us uplifted. All right. And with that, here's today's greatest song you never heard. Shiny, happy people. Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I, I, that's just one of those songs that, uh, it just shiny REM, right? Yeah, yeah. Shiny, happy people. There's just this REM and the lead singer from uh, B52s. Yes, ex- that's yeah. right. Uh, Mike, um, Michael Stipe and I forget her name. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, that was a fun one. But this song has that feeling, that flavor, yeah. a little bit. Um, I love songs that replace words that are supposed to be there um, 
for instance, this, I see the folly of trying to please myself. Didn't I get to? Yes. Because myself was the first beat of the next line. So yes. you couldn't use the word why. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of fun. And they only did it once. And then there was another time they only did once uh, where they, it's, I'd have to hear it again. But I heard a major, uh, the, the, the chord was a major chord. Yes. That went major, then minor. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and and I think they did it just once, but I, I love stuff like that because I think the song is probably written in a minor chord, and then the chorus is in a major. Yes, so it, it's one of those little subtle differences or uh, changes or whatever. Now, did I get too cocky? Uh, uh no, I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so you know, uh, during the, the time the song was playing, I'm like, ah, I know this. I'm looking at Chris, and he got all you know glossy eyed oh. and started i actually think i saw a tear but uh yeah a couple of weeks ago check it out uh veronica by elvis costello i knew that one you did you did and that's because you were an aerobics instructor and we're I still was. waiting for pictures of you and your aerobics instructor outfit yeah i don't know i don't know if there's that much money in the world <laughs> we'll see how hard up i get did you at least wear one of those old 70s no. headbands no okay no bands? i did not okay i did not uh, it was it was definitely out there old school, but I would suspect this song is somewhere in the mid nineties. Very close, yeah. Okay, and I'm I got it. There's some something I'm hearing. I can't uh, pinpoint the artist, but I feel like I may know this artist, and uh, I, I I don't know for sure who it is. But it sounds somebody uh, that's English. It's possible, and the, no, they're not English. Actually, okay. interesting. Um, it's it's a funny. Uh, it's funny because in, in researching this, I've known this song. I've known this band since 1994. Okay, when this album came out. Can you guess the name of the song? Um, you know, I didn't. I was just concentrating on the lyrics. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I have no idea. It's no, called Kneeling in the Sands. Great lengths. Great lengths. Okay, from an album called Great Lengths from Ooh. 1994. So the title cut. From a band called PFR, and the reason that the name PFR is interesting is because this band originally released uh, an album two or three years earlier um, under the name Pray for Rain. They get two albums into their record deal, uh, a major record deal, and some obscure band from the middle of nowhere says, well, we have the song, the name Pray for Rain, uh, copyrighted trademark, so you can't use that. So they literally had to go back over those old albums that were still selling and just put, P like, stamp PFR over the top of the album names because they couldn't use Pray for Rain anymore, That's which I think is kind of cool. Hysterically funny. I mean, talk about a simple rebranding. Well, and it's even weirder <laughs> because if you were being introduced to the band from this, their third album, you would have had no clue they were called anything other than PFR. And if you think back to the days of like R&B in the early 90s right. and ready for RTFW, ready for the world, you'd think like, oh, it's got to stand for something. And it didn't even, it wasn't even on purpose. It was just because they were in a lawsuit. And well, it did stand for name. something. It just not, <laughs> it right. wasn't anything social standing. Right. So. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, this band, Pray for Rain, a PFR, uh, were from Minneapolis. They're a three-piece band. Uh, really? Yeah. All this sound in three pieces? Yeah, and, and were very known at the time for having like very Beatles-esque harmonies, those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, they broke up. This was in 94. This was their third album. They broke up in 1997. And then they got back together uh, in 2004 for about a week. And then they broke up again. And then they reunited in 2012, and they actually announced they were going to do a Kickstarter and a brand new album. They played a bunch of festivals, and they played around the country. And then a year later, they broke up yet again, and they have never gotten back together. 
So it's kind of interesting. This is not a new story for bands. No. Okay. Uh, even the repetitive cycle. Right. Is not necessarily a new thing. So I do want to play you, though. This isn't going to be a two-for-one episode, but I do want to play you two other songs from okay. the same band. One of them uh, from the album following this. And just to show you kind of the continuity of what this band sounds like in progressing years. And, and I'll tell you why. Lyrics are just so good. Just a faint display with me in the middle. No more empty words. Will any more be heard? All my rhymes and verbs mean very little. Like whispers thrown against the wind, empty phrases caving in. Anyway, you can hear, like, this band is like. Just super quality, great music, good lyrics. Great production, too. Fantastic production. There was a ton so of money put clean. into this. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, and, and that's what I liked about and it. And it's big, but not over-polished. It's, still, it's not too shocky. And I mean that by S-C-H-O, like, you know what I'm, shock. Yeah. Um, it's not too, schlock, that's what I was thinking. Not too schlocky. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, there are some bands um, who just don't leave well enough alone. And so in 2004, this same group had yeah. broken up and decided to get back together. And they spent a week in a recording studio. And they decided what they would do is go back to some of those earlier hits and rewrite them oh. um, and re-release them. And uh, this is how the song Great Lengths turned out in 2004. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> it gets better. Oh, it gets better. You're right. <laughs> This is after. This is what they thought would be a better mix. Yes. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it did get better. Not much. <laughs> At least you got some fatness there. Isn't this horrible? Here I am once again, and his vocals are terrible. To the sky, kneeling to the sand, shedding mine. By the way, the production is not as good either. Well, that's because on this album, they actually were left alone and they did all the production and oh. producing themselves. And so, so that's why they, they didn't leave have, it to the professionals. They did not leave it to the professionals. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, one of the greatest songs you've never heard. This song uh, on Christian radio uh, was a huge hit. At the time it was released, it was number one for weeks. It was one of the most innovative songs. You, you would literally hear it. If you were listening to Christian radio at the time, you'd hear this song and you'd do a double take because you're like, this is, can't be the same radio station that I was just listening to because it sounded so different at the time. Something about Christ Christian music that I learned while playing Christian, Christian music all the time at the church is they have a model and they have a key that they like to, to play in because when you are playing this so, and people sing, yeah. they want a certain a key that both women and men can sing in. Right. But it seems, and it's D almost always because you got the guitar players. Yes. But it's also this this um, this progression, the chord progression. You, it's like you hear eighty percent of the Christian songs. G C D E minor. Yeah, and the bridge, and an occasional A minor in the bridge. <laughs> I mean, it's like you. It's so predictable on most of it, but 
but this I wouldn't. So there's consider. a fascinating documentary that was just released uh, on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. I think it's like six bucks. It's called The Jesus Music Movie. Mm. And it's a documentary on the history of Christian music. Really? Fascinating, fascinating look. There's a bunch of stuff that gets left out. And there's obviously like some things. But they actually end up at the end talking about why all music ends up like that in the end. And, and if you're not into, if you've been one of those people who you're only like exposure to Christian music is the South Park episode where they form a Christian rock band, uh, then it would be good for you to watch this. Uh, that was a funny episode, but I have to look that one up. Yeah, it was really funny. Not quite as good as the Family Guy episode where Peter's working in the record store and he meets Jesus. Have you seen that? I think I may have seen this one. And yeah. he says, he goes, you're Jesus. And he goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, yes, you are. And he goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, well, if you're not Jesus, you won't care if I pull this Amy Grant album on, on the floor and urinate all over it. And he goes, okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I, yeah. Don't do that. So I think this song uh, was never one of the greatest songs that people never heard because it was stuck in a ghetto. Mm. It was literally stuck in this like subculture, subgenre, and it never got a chance because for whatever reason, things weren't quote unquote crossing over at that time. Mm. Uh, and it was 1994. And so you think about this song being played on like a top 40 radio station back to back with Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Right. Probably right. doesn't fit in very well. But here's the thing. Even today... Even today, you're going to have trouble crossing over into the mainstream with um, a Christian song. And, you know, as I'm going through my stuff for our, our next episode, I'm uh, uh, Jars of Clay came up. Right? Oh. Now, Jars of Clay, is they don't, they're not necessarily a Christian rock band, but they have Christian fundamentals. Right. And they have no problem singing about that. Well, they did cross over in the early 90s. Actually, In fact, their first album, uh, there's a song called uh, Flood that was a big hit on the top 40 charts. Nice. And see, I love that. Yeah. Because their, their music is not, right. you know, uh, that model that we talked about before. Right. It's You know what? One of the things I find interesting about the subgenre of Christian music while we're on the topic. Yeah. Um, why do not other groups have the same thing? You don't get like Mormon music or... In fact, I was always jealous as a, as a high schooler because Mormons would go to these dances and they would have all the like regular music playing. Right. In my church, we couldn't do that. And well, so they like, have satanic music. Well... <laughs> I mean, there's Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yeah, but all that was an act. It wasn't actually like... No one was actually worshiping Was the, the bat plastic or was it a real bat or was it a dead bat? <laughs> but why isn't there like Hindu pop music? Yeah. Why isn't there... Well, there may be in, in that uh, neck of the woods, right? When that's a real strong... Uh, um, culture right you 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 may have that we just don't hear it over here that's true so that's i mean true. i'm not I, I agree with you i think <laughs> i'm not getting political on our next supreme court justice it has to be a certain person <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that you talk about christian music but the other like mormon yeah it, it's i mean there's certainly <laughs> You'd think that there would be like a Mormon pop band. And there is. They're called Imagine Dragons. But that's not necessarily the same thing as like this subgenre of music. Right. Specifically for that person's faith, which I found, I always find fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Uh, now you're going to, we're going to hear about from all of our uh, Mormon listeners. I, I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. All one of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. Well, Phil. I have an apology. You have an apology to make. I do. Um, my apology is last week. Yes. Uh, we did a Billy Joel. Was yes. The, okay. And Zanzibar. Yes. Okay. Which was stuck in my head all day today. It's, it's a good song. It's a good song. But here's what I want to apologize for. 
you said they threw the reference in about Ali. It was Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. I said it was a waitress named Ali. Mm. It was Muhammad Ali. Yes. But the thing is, he doesn't say Ali. He says Ali. Oh, and yeah. com- everything else completely, I just, I, I, I got fixed on that character being a woman server. Ah. Then you start listening to the lyrics and they all make much better sense. You know, dances and yeah. the audience applause. Yeah, that's he's what I... bathed in sweat. Yeah. Hasn't lost his style. You know, going another round for free. Yeah. I, that you can actually almost transport that into uh, the role of a waitress, you, a server. You could. I did for many years. <laughs> <laughs> for many years. And the thing is, which, I looked... Which could lead us to our next podcast, The Greatest Song You've Misheard. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of, if you ever want to uh, have a conversation with us, yes, we're on social. I don't know we're if you knew that. All over. Yeah. Well, we're not on Instagram and we will never be on Instagram. Oh, there's one last thing I forgot to tell you about this song. Oh, please do. And it's an Instagram type thing. Okay. Uh, there's a visual that I will include uh, in this song. Uh, I need to get it to sync real quick. There's a visual that I would love to include in this song and I'll put it in. It'll be actually the um, album art for this song. Uh, but... It is the album cover, and because here's why I want to show you this. This is the best thing ever. Uh, I I thought I had it pulled up here. This but is I don't. almost almost as bad as dead air. No, it's not. I said almost. Uh, we've talked about that on, in the past. Um, th- this album. Uh, uh, I'm sorry that I'm futzing around with this. Well, I wanted to ask you while you're futzing around with that. Did you when you when you played that song that we heard today? Um, at the radio station, did you get so excited that you had to um, race to the restroom and see if you could beat it back before? <laughs> I did not do that. Not on that one. I did not. It's do only that. a three and a half minute song. I don't even so, know. this is the best part about this uh, this album is I'm sure in 1994 this album cover seemed completely like amazing and innovative and not going to look timed out or. <laughs> <laughs> so he will share this, and here's the problem of being trendy. Is you can mark the year. Yep. Which was one of my problems with Zanzibar. Uh, no, not Zanzibar. Of uh, the, the orchestra. orchestra. Where's the orchestra? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Tell people where they can find us now that I interrupted you. Um, I've lost my train of thought. But if you are on Twitter, you could find us at G-S-Y-N-H podcast, just in case it stands for the greatest song you never heard. So G-S-Y-N-H podcast or on uh, Facebook, the greatest song you never heard. We have people actually asking us questions, talking about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, skip all the social. If you're anti-Facebook and anti-Twitter, fine. Be that way. You can go to thegreatestsongyouneverheard.com and just uh, comment there. That's true. And, you know, there's other ways to get in touch with us, too. Um, <laughs> He's going to give my phone number out that's again. That's <laughs> 206-218-3647. Paybacks are a bitch. Give Phil a call. Shoot him a text. I don't know. Send him pictures. Yeah, why Whatever not? Whatever you want. Appropriate so. would be best. Anyway. And we'll see you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard podcast. <laughs>